the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It's because he's patiently waiting. He's patiently waiting for people to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and repent of their sins and turn to him for forgiveness and salvation. He's waiting for more people to repent. He's waiting for more people to be saved here on the earth. And listen, if you're sitting here today, you've never trusted Christ. You've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. He is waiting. Leading up to the end times, there will be a lot of deception. People will not be believers of truth, but rather adopt and live by lies. One of the main people who will be leading the opposition to the kingdom of God is the Antichrist. In the book of Revelation, he plays a big and significant role in those days. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing more about what this Antichrist will be like. As real as the Antichrist is, we must remember that Jesus is still King, and He ultimately wins in the end. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. All right, if you want to open your Bible to Revelation chapter 11, verse 1. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months." And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner." These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. When they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. 
and those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. I bet it did. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. And in the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake, 7,000 people were killed, and the rest were afraid and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. Well, remember back in chapter 1 of Revelation, uh, Jesus gave us an outline for the entire book. Back in chapter 1, verse 19, he told John to write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. And so Revelation has three divisions to it. The first division are the things which John had seen. That was chapter 1. He saw Jesus glorified in heaven. Then the second division of Revelation, the things which are. That's chapters 2 and 3, which describes the church age. We're living in the church age currently. This is the church age. It goes all the way to the rapture of the church. The third and final division are the things which will take place after this. That's that Greek word, metatauta. Chapter 4 begins with the same Greek phrase. And so the last division of Revelation begins in chapter 4, after the church age, after the church is caught up to heaven, and it goes from chapter 4 all the way to the end of the book. And remember, chapter 6 to 19 describe the tribulation for us. The tribulation is that seven-year period where God pours out His wrath upon a Christ-rejecting, rebellious world. And then in chapter 19, Jesus Christ returns to the earth with the church to establish His kingdom on the earth. That's when His kingdom will come and His will will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And then you have chapter 20, the millennial kingdom, the millennial reign of Christ, followed by the great white throne judgment, the final judgment. And then chapters 21 and 22, a new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem, and we dwell with God on the earth forever and ever and ever. That's the book of Revelation. I go over that most weeks with you so that you'll learn it and so that you'll remember it. So that when someone says to you, Revelation is a very difficult book to understand, you can say, actually, no, it's not. There's an outline to it right there in chapter 1, verse 19. Let me explain it to you. And you can lay it out for them. So we've been looking at the tribulation period, chapters 6 to 19. This is when God is pouring out his wrath upon the rebellious world. Chapter 11 is the halfway point of the seven-year tribulation. Uh, So everything we've seen so far is just the first half. That's pretty sobering. If you think about all the death and destruction that we've seen described in chapters 6 through 10... We're only halfway through the tribulation period. Chapter 11 is what's known as an interlude in the description of the tribulation. It's a pause. It's referred to as a parenthetical. 
section. It began back in chapter 10. It goes all the way to verse 14 of chapter 11 today. We'll see next time, beginning in verse 15, the judgments resume with the sounding of the seventh trumpet judgment. And so here in chapter 11, we're in one of those intermissions. Again, verse 1, Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there, but leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles." So chapter 11 introduces something new for us. John now becomes a participant in the vision. Up to this point, John is just observing what's happening, and he's writing it down. He's writing down what he sees, but now he's asked to participate. He's asked to become an actor in the scene, and he is given a reed, a measuring rod, and an angel asks John to measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship at the temple. So now when it says the temple of God, it's referring to the Jewish temple that is in Jerusalem. And the temple that's mentioned here is not the temple that was standing in the days of Jesus and the apostles. That's, that's referred to as the second temple or Herod's temple. This part of the vision is not referring to that temple, the temple from Jesus' day, because that temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. by the Roman army. John writes this in about 95 A.D. So that temple is already destroyed and gone. What John is seeing here in this vision in chapter 11 This is not the second temple of Jesus' day. This is a Jewish temple that will be standing in Jerusalem during the tribulation period. We're in the midst of the chapters about the tribulation period. This is describing and speaking of a temple that will be in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount in the tribulation period. Now, most of you probably know there's not a temple on the Temple Mount today. Which means, at some point in the end times, as part of end times eschatology, a Jewish temple will be rebuilt on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Most Bible teachers believe this end times temple will be granted by the Antichrist. The Antichrist is a political leader who will come on the world stage in the end times, in the last days, and the world will embrace him. Instead of embracing Jesus Christ, they're going to embrace the Antichrist, what Revelation refers to as the beast. And this Antichrist, this political leader, will apparently negotiate an agreement that allows the Jews to rebuild their temple in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount and reinstitute their sacrificial system and their temple worship that they haven't had since 70 AD. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, it tells us the prince who is to come, speaking of the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant for seven years, but in the middle of the seven years he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offerings, which implies there's a temple where sacrifice and offerings are made. Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, also speaks of the daily sacrifices being taken away by the Antichrist. 
um, in 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. The Apostle Paul writes, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, speaking of the day of the Lord, the day of tribulation, will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed. That's the Antichrist, the man of sin. The son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And so here in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, Paul speaks of this, this Antichrist. He calls him the man of sin and the son of perdition. And he says he will sit in the temple of God and will show himself that he is God. He will declare that he is God, is the idea. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. So once the temple is rebuilt, the Jews will be allowed to worship God and make their sacrifices according to the law of Moses But we're told that halfway through the seven years, the Antichrist will show his true character and he'll bring an end to the sacrifices and he will go into the temple and he will proclaim himself to be God. And he will demand to be worshipped by the Jews. This is what Jesus called in Matthew 24, 15, the abomination of desolation. Maybe you've heard that phrase before or the abomination that makes desolation. And Jesus said to the Jews who are in Judea in the area around Jerusalem, when that happens, when the Antichrist goes into the temple and he declares that he is God, and he demands that everyone worships him, Jesus said to the Jews that are there in Judea, when that happens, run for your lives, Jesus said. Head for the hills. He said, don't even go back to your house to gather your belongings. Just run and get as far away from Jerusalem as you can get. And he said, pray that your flight is not in the winter. Because if there's snow, it'll slow you down. And he said, pray that your flight is not on the Sabbath day because then everything's going to be closed. And you're not going to be able to get gas. You won't be able to get an Uber or a taxi or a bus or anything. And then he said, but then will be great tribulation on the earth, such as not been since the beginning of the world until that time. So that event kind of marks the beginning of the great tribulation, the second half of the tribulation period. And here in Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, are referring to that temple that is yet to be built that will be standing during the tribulation period. 
Now, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, that sounds pretty far-fetched, that they're ever going to build a temple or that anybody even wants a temple in Jerusalem, I don't know about that. Maybe you saw in the news just this past week on Tuesday. I love it when there are news stories the very week that ties into a passage that we're studying in the Bible. That's so convenient for us. But just this past Tuesday in the news, many news sources ran a story about the U.S. ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, who was touring a town in Israel, and the citizens of that town gave him a big photo that was an aerial shot of the city of Jerusalem, and they photoshopped the temple on the Temple Mount in place of the Muslim Dome of the Rock, and it caused a big uproar. Of course it wouldn't. In fact, I have the headline for you. This is from the Washington Post. U.S. Ambassador to Israel receives a photo replacing Jerusalem's holiest Muslim shrines with a Jewish temple. I have a picture. There he is receiving the photo. You can see the temple on the Temple Mount. There's a close-up of it. That's the U.S. Ambassador to Israel receiving that photo in Israel. And of course, he issued a statement detracting this whole thing, saying he didn't know about it, he didn't know the temple was in the picture and, and all of that which may be the case, but this shows that there are Jewish people that want a temple in Israel on the Temple Mount, that they desire that. And during the tribulation period, the Antichrist will make it happen for the Jewish people. And here, John is told to measure the temple, the altar, and the worshipers that are at the temple. And he is commanded to measure the temple not just to get the dimensions of the temple. You know, it's not like God wants to put wall-to-wall carpeting in the temple. He's told to measure the temple, and the idea here is to measure it for evaluation or estimation. You know, we have a saying, how does he measure up? Or how does she measure up? And that's more the idea here. He's talking about evaluating for judgment. God is measuring for judgment, as we see at the end of the passage where he judges the city of Jerusalem. Again, verse 2 says, But leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it. So he's not to measure the outer court, for it has been given to the Gentiles. And here the language indicates utter rejection. Don't measure the outer court because it's just completely given over to the Gentiles. It's just handed over to them. Now, the the second temple, Herod's temple, that stood in Jesus' day, it had the outer court was called the court of the Gentiles. In Jesus' day, the outer court was the court of the Gentiles on the southern side of the temple mount, Gentile worshipers could enter the court of the Gentiles. They couldn't go any farther than the court of the Gentiles. They couldn't go any closer to the temple. There's actually a sign there that archaeologists have found, the sign that was on the wall warning Gentiles to not go beyond the wall. So there was a wall of separation separating the Gentiles from the Jews. In Acts chapter 21, verse 28 If you remember, when Paul is arrested in Jerusalem, a riot breaks out because Paul is falsely accused of bringing Gentiles into the temple. 
and a riot breaks out. They push Paul out of the temple and they close the doors to the temple because Gentiles would defile the temple if they come beyond the court of the Gentiles. Also, uh, just to give you kind of some context here when you're reading your Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, it talks about how Jews and Gentiles, now Jewish believers in Jesus and Gentile believers in Jesus, are now brought together and they're made one in the church. And it says, for he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made both one, both Jewish believers and Gentile believers are made one. And then Paul writes, and he has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in his flesh the enmity, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, the church, from Jews and Gentiles. But Paul uses language there that is a reference to the temple. He broke down the middle wall of separation that once separated the Gentiles and the Jews from worshiping God at the temple. In Christ, we're all made one through the blood of Jesus Christ. We're all redeemed the same way through the blood of Jesus Christ. So during the tribulation, the outer court, the court of the Gentiles, John is told, is just given over to the Gentiles. It says for them to tread it underfoot. What I'm about to say is total speculation. So take it for what it's worth. One possibility is that during the tribulation, the Jewish temple will be built next to or alongside the Muslim Dome of the Rock. Because the Muslim Dome of the Rock is not actually sitting where the Jewish temple once sat. And there's room on the Temple Mount to actually build a temple right next to the Dome of the Rock, where you could have them side by side. And so there's plenty of room to have both temples on the Temple Mount. That might be one way that the conflict is resolved, where both of them can worship on the Temple Mount. Now, here's the thing. Where's the court of the Gentiles? Where the Dome of the Rock is sitting. And so here in Revelation 11... You know, the angel says, don't bother measuring the court of the Gentiles. That's just given over to the Gentiles. Just let them have it. Well, the Dome of the Rock is in the court of the Gentiles for the original temple. Again, that's speculation. That may be one way it works out. It may not, but somehow God's going to work it out. So verse 2, verse 2 tells us that the holy city Jerusalem will be treaded underfoot by the Gentiles for 42 Months And so God gives us a time stamp now, and he tells us the limit to the time of the Gentiles when the city will be trampled underfoot. Forty-two months, that's three and a half years. So remember, the tribulation is seven years long, and he's telling us for three and a half years, Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot. Now, he doesn't tell us here if that's the first three and a half years or the last three and a half years. I believe it's the last three and a half years after the abomination of desolation that that would kick off this last three and a half years of treading down the city underfoot by the Gentiles. So the Jews will have their temple, they'll have their worship, they'll have their sacrifice for the first half of the seven years, and then 
The treading down of the city will be the second half or the last 42 months of the tribulation. I believe that's my opinion. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com. Simply look under the Media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, if you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number once again is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.